This is episode 29 of Essential Oils by Design. listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Ros Isbell and Nani Chisire, and there's three things that we're both passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, Nani. Hi, Ros. So today we are going to be talking about deconditioning and deconditioning is one of those words that gets thrown about a lot not just in human design circles but I've noticed it being used all over the place these days and what we're going to do today is talk about exactly what it is and how it relates to human design and it relates to human in a really big way and what we can do to decondition ourselves because the opposite of deconditioning is conditioning and we are all pretty much all it's very rare that you would find someone that wasn't conditioned in some way so yeah human design actually came about or was downloaded for the exact purpose of helping the children so it could be our children or if you don't have children, just the, the younger kids of the world. It's actually so the parents can learn it so that they can help their kids grow up without having as much conditioning as we have because we're peeling away like layers of the onion to try to take away the stuff that we learn. So it's like thought patterns, emotional patterns or emotions that are stuck with us, just different ways of being that we took on from other people or from society and that are actually not truly us or truly our authentic self or are actually very helpful to us being able to like live with more ease and acceptance of ourselves. Yeah, the outside conditioning is outside influences that affect us by making us think or do things that aren't true for us. And, and we can be conditioned by all sorts of things. We can be conditioned by our parents usually our well-meaning parents, our grandparents, any other relatives, friends, teachers, our bosses, our work colleagues. We can be conditioned by marketing, by television, by the movies, you know, by Instagram. We can be conditioned by all sorts of things. And so the beautiful thing about human design is that it teaches us the truth of who we are and it allows us to decondition and become who we are meant to be here on earth this time around. And unbecome who we are not. Beautiful. Isn't that such a lovely saying? So as Nani said, Ra said that the voice told him that human design was for the children and if you understand your human design and you understand your children's human design, it is much easier for you to support them to be less conditioned. So I was going to ask you, Raz, what, what is the first thing that you deconditioned or had an awareness? You're like, oh, is this mine <laughs> or is it not? What is the first thing that you realized that you made me need to let go of? I think 
the first thing I realised was that with my Open G Centre, all of those experiences that I've had throughout my life of wanting to be someone else, wanting not being sure who I wanted to be, having several different jobs, wanting to do several different things, wanting to study several different things and having this feeling of, oh, come on, for goodness sakes, Ros, can you just settle on something? Because that's what I, I felt that I should do and, and to a certain extent that's what I've been told that I should do. And understanding that actually, no, that's not how I'm designed. I'm designed to do many different things. I'm designed to feel like someone different every day. That's my special skill because I actually know people at a very deep, soulful level. And I've always felt that, but I didn't realize that was because I had this beautiful Open G Center. Isn't that so interesting? Because society, I'm just going to blame it on society because it's what thoughts like come into my mind about how I was conditioned about that is people that change around who they're around, the group of friends, who they're dating. We often judge them saying like, why can't they just have their own path or um, yeah, just do something and stick with it. But the reality is that that's not the way the Open G Center works and it's not supposed to. It's supposed to be be with the right people, of course, because that makes you feel better, but not necessarily have one defined path. And it's okay for them to change with who they're around because that's how they're experiencing life and love. So yeah, that's an interesting example of yeah. And I honestly have to say that now that I understand my human design, it's the part of me that I probably love the most, which is which makes sense because it's the center for love. But it's the part of me that I'm most you know, enamored with. It's the part of me that I like the most about myself. But it took a long time to, to find human design and, and discover that fact. What about you, Nani? What part of you is the part that you might think has been most conditioned? I think my head, I have an open head center and my whole life I've gotten ideas all over the place. And especially when I would go on airplane rides, I'd come back and I'd have this book full of ideas, but I thought that they were all my ideas and I needed to act on them. So I would like figure out a way that I could, you know, start this business venture or do this I don't know if it was like a hobby or travel to this place because I just got so inspired on my trip and I thought it was inspirations from within me. But really, they're, they're great ideas and they're things that I could share with other people so that someone has something to respond to, but they were not all mine. And trying to do all of the things that are not mine, you know, uses up all of my energy and I'm never going to get the answer because they weren't meant for me. I'm a generator, so I need to wait to respond so I can get the idea and then I need to like wait for the sign for it to come to me. And then that's the one thing I can do. And if you're not a generator, you just use your strategy to figure out which things come to you in your open head that you should actually do. And this happened a lot in the business world. I would initiate projects that I could see could benefit the company, but then no one appreciated what I was doing and I just wasted a lot of time. And then I was totally deflated and probably burned out by the end because I was like, oh, why doesn't everyone love my idea? Because <laughs> it wasn't for me. Yeah. And just to take up what you were saying about, you know, acting like a generator, the whole thing with the conditioning process is that we're not being true to our strategy. So 
We live in a generator world. Generators have got loads and loads of energy. So 70% of us are generators. So those 30% of us who aren't generators don't have a lot of energy. And they are very often conditioned to think that they should have a lot of energy, that you know they're not living up to their potential because they're sitting on the couch resting when they need to rest or they need a lot more sleep than other people do. And they're being told that they're less than because they're not capable of, you know, utilizing sustainable energy in the same way as a generator is yeah and generators think they're manifestors generators think that they can get out there and just do something or initiate action and they can't they need to respond to things in their external reality so the trick to it all the trick to becoming deconditioned and at the risk of sounding incredibly boring because nani and i have said this many many times before following your type and strategy is the simplest way to decondition. It's the simplest way to get back to being the truth of who you are. And we're told that that takes seven years. How boring is that? (laughs) Seven (laughs) years. That's seven years from the time that you meet your human design. However, when you think about it, that actually makes sense because number one, human design is deep and complex and it can take a long time to actually embrace what you are so it it takes it takes time it takes seven years it takes seven years for your body to completely renew its cells and human design kind of imprints itself on you so once you understand that this is who you are that seven-year process allows every cell in your body to be renewed And there's also a, I don't want to say it's a theory because I think it's much more than a theory, but for those of you who understand how the chakras work, the seven body chakras, even though we're talking about the nine energy centers in human design as their match, we work in seven year cycles. And so it takes seven years to move through a whole body cycle from the time that you meet your human design. So seven is a pretty important number when it comes to human design. So stick with it. Three and a half years is the point at which you start to really feel the difference. You really start to think, oh, I'm getting this. I'm getting the hang of this. Well, I guess I just am realizing that I, I think maybe I'm close to my three and a half year point and I'm just starting to, to feel it set in. So it, it truly does take that much time to like shatter things that have been with you for so long in your life and to like feel comfortable in your own skin. But the good thing is, is if we learn it, especially if you're a parent, it won't take that long for your kids when they get older because they may not have been conditioned much at all once you've gotten to the point of totally understanding yourselves and accepting them for who they are. So it's pretty cool. And we just talked about our open centers and that being the first place where we found conditioning or saw awareness in it or had awareness about it. And so that is one thing when you're looking at your human design chart, you can have conditioning in multiple places. Like we're talking about types, you can have it in defined centers, but the first place, if you're like trying to look for a place to see if you might have more conditioning or have conditioning or not, it's in the open centers. That's the first place to look because remember you're taking in energy and amplifying it 
And if you lived, you know, with your parents for a long time, you took in their energy and amplified it. And then when you leave the house, I mean, that's, that is the time where some of the stuff will come right in your face because you've been in that energy and now you're out of that energy. So you either search for that energy again, and maybe some of your friends or your relationships fill that energy. You learn like when kids go to college, they totally seem like they transform and change. And some of it's actually just letting go of some of the stuff that was in their energy field that wasn't theirs, just because they're physically out of the space now. But they're also in the space of a lot of different energy. <laughs> so they're just sorting it out. Yeah. And and the opposite of that is where you are defined. So you defined energy centers and they are much harder to condition. So where you're colored in, the shapes that are colored in on your human design chart, you will notice that you are much more true to yourself in those areas because it is harder, not impossible by the way, but it is much harder to be conditioned in those centers to be someone that you're not because that's where you already have consistent energy. So that's where you you kind of do know if things are going okay. That's where you do know who you are. The trick to the the fine centers, though, as you're as you're starting to become aware of this, and I can speak from my own experience, like I have a defined Ajna center, so that's how I process information, and because it's defined, I totally know myself. But in acceptance of others, it's it's much more difficult for me because I think that the way that I learned is the best way or the only way. And when I see people with open ajnas looking at it from multiple perspectives, it's it can be hard for me to accept that there are other ways or accept that that person could also be logical about something. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, so there it's it's not that you're I need to decondition it, but I just need to be aware that other people have different ways of looking at things and feeling about things and different directions and all the different things that come with the energy of the human design chart. Yeah. As we were preparing for this episode, I had a, a thought about somebody that has really and there's many many people and you know the hero's journey is all that deconditioning and all that sort of stuff as well but there's a really good example I think of someone who has deconditioned really beautifully in front of well not necessarily in front of us but has deconditioned and and written about it and somebody that probably most of our listeners will be familiar with in one way or another is Liz Gilbert who wrote Eat Pray Love so if you haven't read the book which I haven't you may have seen the movie, which I have, and I follow Liz on social media and that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm sort of familiar with what she's doing now. But if you refer back to how she was at the beginning of her story, of her personal story, she was very much conditioned, you know, living the, the city lifestyle and a job that she didn't really feel comfortable with in a relationship that she didn't really feel comfortable with doing all the things that she thought that she should be doing. And then she had this epiphany and decided to go. And that journey that she went on and all the places that she went to were part of her deconditioning process. And I think she's probably finished deconditioning, but that whole thing took quite a long time from the start of the journey to the end. Probably, I don't know, it'd be interesting to map it out, but probably around about seven years for her to find what she really, really wanted out of her life. And, you know, that's just a classic example of, of what happens when somebody decides to go on this journey 
perhaps we all don't get to go to Italy and India and Bali, but we all have our own journey of deconditioning. And I think it's really good to look for these examples out there of people who've been able to become who they were actually meant to be. And, and it would be hard to argue that Liz isn't living out the high expression of her human design. Perhaps one day we can do Liz's human design in one of our every 10 celebrity celebrity celebrity. (laughs) as you were talking Roz it was making me think that I wonder what age she was when she went through that because we're not going to get into it in depth here because maybe it's a whole nother podcast but life cycle it's it's called life cycle but it's like planetary movement and returns of planets to where they were when you were born it brings an energy to you so that you can face some things in your chart so that you can become more of yourself. So whether you're actually consciously doing it or not, something might come as a big challenge for you so that it can shake things up and help you move forward. And the first one is like the Saturn return when you're around age 30, but there are other returns after that. Yeah. So Nani, how about we have a look at some of these open centers and what they might mean to us if we have them and what we might be feeling in our conditioned state so will we start at the top with the open head sure i mean i talked a little bit about the open head already because that's the one that that came to me first or like presented itself as knowing that i was conditioned there but if you have an open head center you're getting inspiration and ideas from other people and you have this like need you're motivated by the need to figure things out and answer other people's questions Mm. everyone else is blind yeah they're not your own and if you're trying to answer other people's questions, imagine how much pressure you feel. I have this one open and I can feel pressure, definite pressure from here, pressure to to do these things. Now, once you become more aware of this, if you have an open head center, start to like question ideas that come into your head. It's not necessarily questioning them, kind of just letting them float through and be like, oh, that's an interesting idea. If you want to write it down, write it down, keep it for later. But if it's right for you, it will come to you in the form of your strategy, as we were talking about before. Yeah. Okay. So what about some essential oils, Nani, for the open head center? I want to yell out and say that I've got a whole stack here. That my favorite, my favorite is actually a blend. It's the Focus Blend. It's called Called in Tune in doTERRA. And I absolutely love that blend if I'm feeling a little bit scattered. But another one that I really like that's not a blend is Vetiver for that pressure that you feel in the head center. So I'm going to definitely give Desiree Mangadog credit here because I learned from her a protocol called Eliminate overwhelm and it's from her I am fabulous class and by the way we checked in with her and she said it's okay for us to share some of our stuff we're not giving away her whole book but this eliminate overwhelm protocol has helped me tremendously it's it's pretty simple it's just taking melaleuca and putting some on your collarbone and then some on the back of your neck in the same place where you'd put it on your collarbone and that's like detaching things like, yeah, it's just detaching things from your body, energetic hooks. And then you take cypress and put it in the inside of your elbows. And that's helping you like let it all flow through. Cypress is like the oil of flow. And then you put oregano on the top of your head. And this is just a deep cleansing essential oil protocol. And if you put oregano on the top of your head, put it with fractionated coconut oil because that one's a little spicy. Oh, yeah. If you don't want, if you don't want to put oregano, you can use 
frankincense. And this protocol, it just grounds you in an instant. And I swear, like the next day, I just felt like things weren't bothering me as much. And I kind of just let things... Yeah, I wasn't getting caught up by stinking thinking is what I've been told about the stuff that can come into the head center. Because think about this, if you're, if you're around, say, negative people or you grew up in a, a household where there was a lot of negativity. So you're thinking, I, I've been talking mostly about inspiring ideas, but you can also get other people's thinking and it can be negative thoughts that you're taking in and amplifying. So just kind of clear that out yeah. and eliminate the overwhelm. Yeah. So the Eliminate Overwhelm Protocol could be good for the head, but I also think that it's very good for the emotional solar plexus, which we'll talk about later. And Desiree's book is amazing. It really is. It will help you. Her blends are very powerful. So get into it. Okay, what about the undefined Ajna Nani, where we store things in many, many different places and we can you know, take in information like a sponge. What do you think there for a essential oil? Yeah, lemon is what came to my mind yeah. because it's like detoxifying, just clearing it out. Yeah, and I like rosemary, which is really good for kind of adjusting, readjusting yourself, and it's also really good for poor memory. So if you have an undefined ajna, you will have an undefined head as well. It's impossible to have a defined head and an undefined ajna. For the undefined head and ajna, rosemary, lemon, vetiver, in tune, which is the focus blend. They're all great if you've got both of those going on. And the throat, Nani? And the two oils that we love for the throat center, because this is where you may struggle to be recognized or heard, and you may have been not asked or recognized as you were growing up or in your adult life. And so that's where you were conditioned to either keep quiet or try to like be extra loud so that you're heard. And so Spearmint and lavender are the two essential oils that are awesome for helping with the deconditioning of the throat center. Yeah. And I just want to say that having an open throat, if you have an open throat or if you have a child that has an open throat, you, know, you do need that recognition before you speak. And it can be really, really hard. It can be so hard for kids with open throats because they're the ones that are always wanting to talk, always wanting to be heard. And even for adults, you know, you can, you can see it, you can hear it. I can be sitting with somebody in a cafe that I haven't seen for a long time who's chatting away and I can tell they've got an open throat. I don't have to do their chart. I can tell. So just know that if you know somebody with an open throat, recognizing them is the kindest thing that you can possibly do for them. And being quiet, if you have your own open throat, is the kindest thing you can do for yourself because you will be recognized if you're quiet. You just need to sit quietly. Yeah. And no, and being recognized is not like, you know, putting a, being put on a pedestal. It's just being asked for your opinion or, you know, just simple things. So yeah, if you have acknowledge. a child that, yeah. Yeah, even uh, looked at is enough. And there are a couple of ways where you can have the defined throat that also needs to be recognized and may have some of these similar pains about not being recognized or heard. So if you're a generator or projector with a defined throat, you still need to be recognized or heard because you don't have what's called the motor and your human design chart to your throat. So it's just the same thing. So you might have those and be like, oh, I don't even have it open, but I can totally understand what you're talking about. So that might be why, because I have that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the G center, Nani, the undefined gene center, which we've already talked about, my favorite oil of all time, bergamot. Bergamot is just beautiful. And you can rub some bergamot 
on your G center. So the G center, in fact, you can put all of these oils on their respective centers, but the G center is kind of that sternum area right at the top of your chest area, that hard bit in the middle, that's the sternum. So put some bergamot there. Ylang Ylang is another one that I really like. What about you, Nani? Have you got any other thoughts? Yes, I think rose or geranium could be really good because in the essential oils and emotions, it's all about unconditional love. And that's what this open center is all about. It's about loving everything, every path, every one, just loving in multiple different ways. Yeah. And I think, you know, the G center in human design The G center is probably the most important center to get right. Defined or undefined, loving yourself puts you in the right vibrational, loving yourself in the right way puts you in the right vibrational frequency for everything to come to you. So if you have an open G, you need to get that thing humming. And if you have a defined G, make sure that it's, doing right by you, that you are loving the right things, that you are loving yourself the way that you are supposed to love yourself. And you can do that. You can do that in all sorts of ways. Meditation is beautiful. You know, there's all sorts of wonderful ways that you can do that. But those oils, the the rose especially, a very precious oil, geranium, bergamot, ylang ylang, all of those will help your G center to calibrate to where it needs to be so that it's living out its highest expression. The next one, Nani, is the will centre. What are your thoughts on oils for the will centre? So when you have an open will centre, you might question your value or like be under pressure to try to prove yourself because, of course, we're conditioned to think that we need to follow through on every single thing and maybe not take breaks and we don't value rest. And so if you're conditioned here, some of those things might come up for you. So I think this, this center is all about value and worthiness. So the essential oil that I would pick, well, of course, <laughs> we, can't, we can't leave out bergamot because we always talk about that one for this one. And it's not uncommon, of course, for people to have both the undefined will center and the undefined G center. So bergamot is beautiful for both of them. Yeah, vetiver is coming to me just because if you want to restore yourself, resting is really important. That can kind of ground you down into valuing yourself enough to rest. Yeah, and I really like ginger for empowerment, and that will work for the undefined G-Center as well. And copaiba is really good for worthiness and the will center is the center of self-worth. And when you have an undefined will center as seven eighths of us do, you can really struggle with your own worthiness. So copaiba is a really beautiful oil to help with that. And once again, just anatomically, if you're wondering where your will center is, it's just slightly down left from your sternum where the where the g center is so if you imagine where your heart actually is anatomically it's on the left side of your body it's sort of in the bottom left of your heart so that's where it is it's kind of like i always describe it as just on the left side of your left boob (laughs) so well 
and guys as well. So yeah, that's where it is. And you can apply these oils to that area. So the next one we want to talk about, Nani, is the spleen. This is a center, we, and we haven't discussed the spleen much, but there's a lot of conditioning can go on in the spleen, isn't there? Yes. I mean, there we have a whole episode on fear, so you can listen to that. But the spleen center can hold on to things longer than is good for you. And so the essential oil that I would recommend is lemongrass because it's the most powerful cleansing oil. It wipes out the vibrations of holding on to things. And I have a personal example of using lemongrass for one thing that was for my health. And all of a sudden, I just wanted to start purging my house. And I couldn't figure out why. I mean, it was in an excited way. And then I came across the Emotions and Essential Oils book looking up something else and lemongrass is the oil of cleansing and i'm like oh yeah that helps me purge yeah and the furs are also really good for sort of letting go of things letting go of things that you've been holding on to for too long so siberian fur white fur douglas fur they're very good for that and another one which i think is really good too is good old protective blend doTERRA's mm-hmm. guard is a great one because this is the center for immunity too and we want to make sure that we're we've got a strong spleen that our spleen is doing its best for us and keeping it strong and healthy by using something like the protective blend which is as i said it's on guard um for doTERRA is a really good protocol to get used to and once again anatomically the spleen is at the bottom of your right rib so if you're looking to apply these oils do it diluted dilute them um, before you put them on your body with fractionated coconut oil or whatever your preferred carrier oil is and just pop some on that area if that works for you and just let it work its magic at helping you to be more of who you really are that's what it's all about If you want to do a full blend on clearing the clutter, I'm not going to give you the whole blend here, but I can tell you quickly what the oils are. You can check out the I Am Fabulous book because this one, if you're, if you're like, not like you're a hoarder, but (laughs) if you have have hoarding, no, if you, if you know that you have more things than are healthy for you or good for you, and this could be a relationship or things in your house, here's some quick oils from the Clear the Clutter blend from the I Am Fabulous book. Lemongrass, lime, lemon, cinnamon, arborvita, and Douglas fir. So kind of some of the ones that we talked about, but just if you need a deep deconditioning there, maybe check that out. Yeah. Um, next one we want to talk about is the emotional solar plexus. So Nani, I'll let you take this one because you are open in the emotional solar plexus. Yeah, so for the emotional solar plexus, you may be afraid to deal with truth and consequences because you don't want to feel the emotions and the emotional waves around you. And so I, again, I use the Eliminate Overwhelm that I talked about earlier for the head center sometimes. And the one that I would use as far as deconditioning is marjoram, if I could just pick one, because that kind of helps like shake off. Because once you start wondering like, oh, I'm feeling this emotion. Why am I feeling this? You realize when you have an open emotional solar plexus that it's probably not yours. And so you can't really answer the why because you're probably just feeling someone else's emotions and they have the why for them. So just kind of shaking it off so you don't keep it can help you decondition and let go of those emotions. Yeah. And once again, the protective blend is a really good one. On guard is fantastic. And if the on guard is a little bit too strong for you, there's another one that doTERRA do, which is their outdoor blend, which is called Terra Armor. Terra Shield here. 
Thank you. Terra yes. Shield in the States and Terra Armor in Australia. I'm not sure if it's got any other names anywhere else. And that is a really nice blend to use to sort of ward off unwanted invaders, unwanted emotions. So have a look at that one as well. Then we move to the sacral, Nani. So when you have an undefined sacral, you know, you're, you don't know when enough is enough. You don't know when to stop. You don't have a lot of energy, but you feel like you should keep going. And for mine, I think the best oil that you can go to is balance. Love balance. It's calming. It's calming for when you don't know when enough is enough. And another really good one, which is... Um, probably also going to say, I would think I'm going to say when we get to the root is basil because basil is really great for when you're worn out. I was also thinking about basil myself. And remember, if you have kids, the balance blend would be called calmer. And so your kids could use that one. I mean, of course, adults can use it as well, but there's a kid oil collection version of the grounding blend that could really help with this. Yeah, those kid blends are just beautiful. And I have to confess, I actually do use them a lot on myself because I find some of the smells are just really, they're really acceptable. They're, they're beautiful. So if you haven't discovered the doTERRA kids blends, have a look at them. They're definitely worth it. Yeah. And this, this one, so if you have an open sacral, I'm just going to add one last thing. Yeah. That means that you're a projector, reflector, or a manifester. And the, I guess the pain that I could see here would be people thinking that you should do more than you actually have the energy to do, or maybe someone calling you lazy. And it's not true. So some of the deconditioning here, and I've heard it from projectors in particular, is just I guess the awareness for themselves that they don't have to do as much as everyone else. And that's not what they're here to do. They're here to guide us. So people with the sacral energy that that do want to do all that stuff. So just being aware of that can sometimes be enough to, to start the deconditioning process. Absolutely. And the last center, the undefined root center, Nani, which is feeling pressure from all around to do things, just to keep going, to keep getting to the bottom of that to-do list, to you know make other people around them happy because they feel like they're putting pressure on them to get stuff done. So I'm going to be really obvious here and say Basil. Is basil's always good for the root center, defined or undefined, because it's great for the adrenals. And that's really what's going on in the root center, the overstimulation of the adrenal system, particularly for the undefined root. And then the other one that I really like is vetiver. Vetiver for, you know, settling you down, calming you down, knowing that it's okay if not everything gets done. And I have an open root center, so I can speak to the deconditioning process here. I definitely have a long, long to-do list, and I've learned the tactic of, or the tool of asking myself the question, what if I don't get this done today? What is the worst thing that can happen? And usually it's not that bad. And so sometimes I can move things off to the next day. Or now sometimes I don't even add things to the list. Like it will come up if it's something that really needs to be done, in particular things that my sacral didn't want to do in the first place. <laughs> so some of the, some, sometimes these centers work together. 
when you have an open root center, I feel pressure. And the pressure, as I was like listening to Roz talk about this, the pressure to me, I also have an open head center. So I think it comes from the head and the root feels like anxiety a little bit. And because I feel like I'm, I have pressure to do these things. And so I think wild orange is a really good essential oil for that. Just, I mean, I guess for an open root center. Beautiful. So they're the oils that we recommend for the centers. I mean, there's so many things that you can do in that deconditioning process. The main thing that you can do, the best thing that you can do is to learn your strategy. It takes practice. It really does take practice, but learn what your strategy is. Whether you're a manifester and you are here to initiate and you are not initiating or you're not informing, whether you're a generator and you're here to respond to things in your external reality and you're actually trying to make things happen rather than waiting for them to show up in your external reality. Same for the manifesting generator or perhaps you're not informing people of what it is that you're doing because you also need to inform. If you're a projector and you're not waiting for invitations, you're not waiting to be recognized. And if you're a reflector, if you're not waiting the 29 days. But you know, I've, I've run through the five strategies in, in 30 seconds and it's more than that. So if you want to start accelerating the deconditioning process, and we've said quite clearly it does take seven years, but you can push through very various parts of the deconditioning so that you kind of get yourself more advanced, even though it still takes seven years, learn your strategy and start to embrace it. Journal on it, meditate on it, use these essential oils that we've discussed on your open centers and Really, I think you'll find that you'll be able to use your body instead of using your head to make your life flow. That's a perfect wrap up, Raz. I'm sure that we could have further deconditioning episodes in the future because we're still in our seven-year process of learning and we love to share based on our own experiences so that you can kind of understand them in a real life situation because sometimes it's even the word deconditioning is can sound weird but really it's got a pretty practical application to it and everyone goes through it at some point in their life it could be argued nani that we're conditioning people by doing this work yeah (laughs) (laughs) so make sure you have your human design chart in front of you so that you don't get wrongly conditioned yes as a starting point And ask yourself questions for yourself and don't think what someone else might answer. Like really truly tap into what is right for you. Of course, for generators, this actually can, maybe it's not very nice, but it can be easier than for the other three types because generators and manifesting generators, because if you really want to know a question to something, you can do the sacral sessions or having people ask you yes or no questions. So sometimes you can even ask yourself, like, do I need to work on my open head center first? Yes or no? Do I? Or I mean, there's so many layers to deconditioning as well as how we are conditioned in the first place. Yeah, no, absolutely. And honestly, while what Nani says is right, and it's probably the easiest strategy to get to know is the generator strategy. But if you're a projector, a manifester, a reflector, I promise you, If you learn your strategy, it will start to come naturally and it will be easy and life will flow in a way that it hasn't ever flowed for you in the past in a good way. So true. Thank you everyone for listening. 
And we hope this information was helpful. If you're interested in learning more about human design, you can go to our websites. In particular, if you're interested in learning more about your specific chart, you can, Roz can do human design readings for you at findyournaturalgroove.com. Or if you want to connect with me, it's be you with Nani. And if you don't already have essential oils, but you just cannot wait to get them in your hands, either of us can help you with that. And this is something that came to my mind that we haven't really talked about before. But if you're listening to these, like kind of write down the oils that you're interested in, maybe make up a wish list because there are packages, they're called starter kits, where they've been packaged together and there's a discount for buying them that way. If you're interested in learning about that, just let us know because we can tell you what the options are. So thank you again for listening. Bye, Roz. Bye, Nani. Bye, Bye everyone. everyone.